For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. One night in Edmonton, we were out on the town, and there was a guy by the name of Bane Nori. How about that? Bane says, I did I ever tell you guys about the night I was out with the Rolling Stones? And I'm like, come on! What was Mick Jagger like? And he's like, well, no, no, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards weren't there. It was the rest of the band. And I hit the floor. You weren't with the Rolling Stones then, Bane. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger are the Rolling Stones. <laughs> exactly. Like This is the Rod Peterson Show. Ah, it sure is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to the RP Show. We're coming to you live from the Stage Bar at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. But we're broadcasting uh, most days on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 U.S. states. Live streaming on YouTube as always, and you're in for a special treat. I'm going to tell you that last hour, because we're now an hour two, in hour one, we went through the NHL games last night, the NHL playoff matchups. My mind is blown with what's going on. It took me a good sleep to get over and wrap my head around it. The junior hockey playoffs are wild. A moose leg went on the ice in Flin Flon last night. The Blue Jays keep winning. The Raptors had a day off. <sighs> and there's some things going on in the CFL. So as we welcome in Peter Labardius, our good and longtime friend, the Saskatoon product and Calgary Flames radio color man, Great times to be alive, Lou. It's good. It's good. He's you, good. It, he's good. He's number one. Never mind. He's the best. You make for 25, you sell for 325. Is he good? Sorry. Didn't I, take you long. Well, it, you, you set me up. So when, yes. you, when you put it on a tee, I'm going to hit it. Man, did you I, ever. I haven't been doing this for a long time for no reason. Saskatoon guy over here, and uh, he's been living in Alberta. What did I hear you say? Since 08? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, well... I've been in the rectangle for almost a half century, and I didn't realize I should have. Because when I went to Mount Royal University here, I was 17. I had my head stuck between my legs. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention to And you to... weren't here for very long. No, no, no. because you're on the air by the time kid. you were like 18. 18 I know. Yeah, um, similar to you. Yes, exactly. But now you come back and you appreciate a lot more. The beauty, the mountains, the people, yeah. the this, the that. It's and, a good place. And it's an amazing place. Yeah, it's, it's a great spot. And the hockey, they don't get enough. This, this, this province is vibrating, Lou. Oh, you have no idea. Wait, <laughs> well, wait to see if both teams can take care of business in round numero uno and see what happens. Well, the fact that they They're made gonna it. They're going to blow up the province. And it's not going to be the players. It's the fans, yeah. The media people will be into it. The peanut vendors, they'll be into it. But I can tell you right now, and I'm not a big social media fan myself, yeah. mine will be going off during the Battle Why? of Alberta. Because I want no part of it. I, I don't want to see ridiculous human behavior. The negativity. Yeah. Don't need it. We've had this discussion. I mean... You're, but you're on the other side, and that's good. Of what? Well, I mean, social media, you're more accepting of social media than I am. I, right. I accept it, and I'm not even mad at social media. It's, it's kind of shown 
human behavior in a way that doesn't always make you feel very it's, it's good. Horrible. Yeah, it, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, it's how you handle it. Uh, not you. It's how people No, I handle listen. It. So I'm, yeah. I mean, and I've gotten way better, but I've gotten way better because you have to understand what it is and what it isn't. Before, just one comment before we get into the last night's wild hockey Ooh, game in Nashville. I'll just say this, man, because I don't think I've ever had this conversation with you. Yeah. I was doing a dinner sports banquet in Paradise Hill, Saskatchewan. Yes. You ever been there? It's beautiful. There's a reason they call it Paradise Hill. It's lovely. Brian Sutter, Daryl Sutter, Buddy Benz Miller. Yes. Rachel Holman and me. What an eclectic wow, group. Wow, that's, that's, that's quite a group. Yeah, and Brian Sutter said, it wasn't about social media, but he said it was, a, he, he was talking about fear. He said, fear is like fire. If you don't handle it well, you'll get burnt. You know, it could kill you. It is very true. But if you handle it right, it can heat your home, heat your food. Yeah, it's, it's your number one enemy. And I point. say that about social media. If you handle it right, it's not as dangerous as you think. You just can't get offended. But enough about that. Yes. Last night's game. Uh, in overtime, was it 5 4 5-4. 5-4 flames in overtime. Matthew Kachuk scores with 1.1 seconds to go to tie it. In a playoff preview, you must have been thinking, if this happens, sign me up. Well, I'll tell you what I was really thinking is, A, I didn't see it coming from a 1,000 miles away. That game? Yes. Yeah. In With that kind of intensity, with the hitting. I mean, that was as old... That's a unicorn last night. You just don't see that in the regular. You're not going to see that even if they do play in the playoffs. You don't think so? No, because in the playoffs, there's so much at stake. You'll have as much intensity. You'll have plenty of physicality. You'll have plenty of emotion. But you better not have, as Daryl was quick to point out after the game, you better not be shorthanded six or seven times each. Can't do it. You can't do it because last night, there's nothing more fun in sports when emotion sometimes overrides intelligence. We need more of it, more of it. We need more rivalry. We need more of those kind of nights. But with more on the line, you know. So was he mad at Lucic? No, not in the least. We took the penalty. Well, he took the penalty. That might not even be a penalty. Listen, the game got completely offside on the Kachuk-Duchesne situation as they were getting ready to drop the puck. I mean, there was already an unbelievable heavyweight tilt between the former Moose Jaw Warrior and good Oxbow boy Tanner Janot and Eric Branson. They're, they're throwing them to the point I get a little nervous when I see those fights. Because I'm always worried somebody's really going to get hurt. Do they ever? Yeah, oh yeah. Absolutely they do. And so, you know, Kachuk comes up high with his stick and Duchesne with a slash, spear, depending on which way you looked at it. And I mean, then it was, it was on. Yeah. And it didn't, it didn't ever get reeled in. So it was, and then, you know, back and forth, the goal with point one. UC Saros gets hurt in the last five minutes of the game. Like, you know, when Milan Lucic, and I've been around a lot of hockey players in my life, as of you, when he talks about it being one of the five best regular season games he's ever been involved in, that's good enough for me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And the viewers are loving it, writing in about the, the unicorn. Uh, yeah, Jeff in Winnipeg says, well said, Lou. 
Now I'm going to use that statement with my wife. Wow, you agree with me. That's a unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. A uh, lot yeah, of comments. I, I'd maybe stay in the sporting realm. If I've learned anything, and not much, but I think I finally have it straight this time. Um, understand. Agree with your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Three words. Agree with it. Four words. Yeah. Um, it's helpful. But I did say to the young kids today, I said, gather around kids in our morning meeting. You can call it a unicorn, and Lucic can say top five in his thousand games he's played, but I feel like most games were like that 80s and 90s. There was a lot of them. Sure, yeah. sure there was. And they're just more special now because they're so well, rare. Well, I would. we weren't calling them unicorns in the 70s and the 80s That's when I, mean. I was showing up and pestering my poor mother to take me to the Saskatoon Arena as a kid to get to the old barn an hour and 15 minutes before game time because, Lord help me, if I missed the warm-up. I know. When the right matchup would happen. That's why we loved it so much. It was yeah. the greatest. Now, we were young and impressionable, but it was different. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of things about it that when you look back, you go, it's probably good that we've moved in certain different directions. But there are other times where, listen, I miss. I'm, I always say this about the sport of hockey. If you combined that everyday old passion with today's skill, greatest sport on earth by a million miles. But it's not happening. I don't think we could handle it. Oh, yeah. oh. Sonia and Sam's social media sure as hell couldn't. No, that I can not. tell you. No, they couldn't. Yeah. To the uh, listen, I got because we got uh, We do have Lou for forty minutes, so we do have a lot of time, and I want to get to the Flynn Flun moose leg on the ice thing. <laughs> Come on, Whitney, for him. I know, but we have a lot. Of, what you don't like that? No, it's awesome. Oh, you do. Oh, the, I thought you said "Come on, Whitney" for him. Is in no, was, no. That's that's just that's just one of my things. I'll say, come on, Rod, or... Right, 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 right. right, right. It's okay. Okay. Uh, just the Oilers, because there are so many of their fans mm-hmm. that never did give up on them. I'm That's a Oilers fan. They don't give up on their team. Well, they're incredibly passionate. Yes, I, ad- and, I and admire it. And when you're unbelievably passionate, it's your greatest strength, and it can also be your greatest weakness mm-hmm. when you assess your group. Um, I'll tell you who I give a lot of credit to. A.J. Woodcroft, but here's what really made me mad in Oilerland this year. People who were ripping on Ken Holland. Ken Holland forgot more about how to win than the majority of people in the sport. And Ken Holland, pardon me, these headphones falling around. Ken Holland, because people who have won understand when you're close when you require steps, what you need, and that it is a process. It's not just because you have the two of the five or six best players on planet Earth that it is your given right to win. No. There's a lot more to it. And, and I think, you know, I, I, I just think the world of Ken. I really do. It's one of the classiest people I've ever dealt with. Um, his resume just went in the Hall of Fame. But uh, he glued it together. So far, he got him into the playoffs. Yeah. But what's it's the Stanley Cup is the thing, is it not? The ring is the thing. Well, I feel the jobs the the Picasso isn't painted yet, Lou. Yeah, but give it give it some time. You you got to take some steps, Roddy. You can't like sorry. It's it's you, you generally in life 
go from finding your way to being an elite team. You know what my definition of an elite team is? It's it's getting to like round two or three on a fairly regular basis. Mm-hmm. Because one-offs, they can happen. But for the most part, you look at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is the greatest. They are the number one franchise, elite kings of the kings right now Obviously, in the NHL. Yeah. Okay? And not because they've won twice, but because they've been in the final bloody four five times in the last seven years. So when you keep knocking on the door and you are an elite team, at some point you're going to break through. But generally, it takes a step or two to truly understand the grind, the marathon that it is, and you can't get playoff experience and understand how to win in the playoffs without doing it and understanding how to do it. Yes, teams get on a run, but generally those aren't sustainable over any length of time. So I have three phases. A, you, you get to a point as an organization where you can compete for a playoff spot. Then you become an annual participant. Now we're starting to talk. <laughs> but until you get to that point over a four- or five-year stretch, you're probably going to get some bumps. Sure, and I'm not sure where the orders are on that. We have two minutes left in this segment. Clearly, it's going to carry over to the next. The Oilers could well, make it around. Like, who knows? Lou, you have passion. I have passion, and we're very loyal people. Yeah, I'm loyal fair. to the Tippett family. I'm loyal oh. to Dave Tippett. Yeah. So when I'm playing devil's advocate here, and trust me, Lou, I'm not upset. We're just having a conversation. Yeah. You're mature enough, not like the Sonia and Sam social media. We're not going to fight over this. We could. We might. I shouldn't get ahead of myself. We could. You said you're not going to fire Dave Tippett, and then you do. These goaltenders, I'm not sold on. Mike Smith, did you see he just tied Jacques Plante for the oldest, longest winning streak for the oldest goalie ever? Oh, yeah. Great. Koskinen, not even playing. Can't play him. Okay. And you bring in Evander Kane, who's scoring, but I, I don't know if you want that he's not for me but in your dressing room and when i say that i mean did that i don't know him personally but i know the history so they do you want that history in your room so i just think that nothing's been solved they clinched great and i said to the orders people in red the other night i didn't believe in you congrats keep it going and i meant it okay i just think that so the painting's what, not so, done yet so where are you going you're still mad at ken holland because he fired dave Tippett? pretty much kind of what i'm saying yeah Okay. Well, first of all, Ken's never done it before. Fired a coach? Yeah, in the middle of the season. I don't think Ken truly wanted to do it, and I don't think he believed at that point in time that it was the number one problem. But in major professional sports, the general manager doesn't have the biggest vote. So you take that where you want... (laughs) to take it my mind's racing and at a certain point in time in that environment in edmonton Edmonton, and i listen i i loved it there i worked there for three years and loved it those were three of my favorite years because i'm probably more built to be an edmonton type than i am a calgary type I'm a I'm a blue collar I'm guy. a blue collar passionate all in kind of guy on whatever I'm all in on. 
Okay? Sure. So I get those people, even though, and I've been on both sides of the fence. So, again, I think Ken did everything in his power to hold the wolves at the door. To save Dave. To save Dave. There is no doubt in my mind that that is the case. Now, also, when Dave took it in the chin, and I'm a big fan of his, too, talking about David, former Canadian Olympian, Mooseman, Saskatchewan, God bless you, um, but... They had six or seven guys out of the lineup at the time. They couldn't get a save. Nobody within the room was gluing it together. And again, since Connor McDavid came along, the expectations of where people think that team should be are a little out of whack. They are just now to me, with their personnel, with more experience for McDavid and Dreisaitl, they are just now to me at a point where, you know what? You're probably a little closer now to making a run. I'm still hung up on who's got the biggest vote. You're, and I'm not going to ask you who it is on I the air even, or I, off. I don't even know. You're saying it's the owner or the captain. That's where my mind is. No, no, Either I, ahead I'm, of I'm the not GM saying or... the captain. We'll be right back. You're watching the RP Show, Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. All right, welcome back to the uh, RP Show, everybody. It is episode number 744 of your favorite daytime sports and entertainment talk show. Coming to you live from that place, Great Eagle Resort and Casino. We got our great and longtime friend Peter Labardi is with us. Calgary Flames Radio, Fan 960. From the viewers, Ted and Red Deer, great chat, Rod and Lou, fantastic. Uh, from Pink's, one of our Priority One viewers, he says, Is the boxing ring still set up in the event center? Let's get it done, boys. Oh, for me and Lou? We're not arguing. No. We haven't even... That's not arguing. Listen, you want to see some arguing. We're both capable. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's nothing. That's, that's not arguing. Darren, I think we need that hit again. Where'd he go? Lee, can you handle that? He needs it refreshed. They don't have him. Lou's there. You can hear him, of course. Is there a Subway sponsor? I think we got him Aren't on. they now eat fresh and refresh? Taco time. Taco time it is. Oh, they make a heck of a tater tot. There we go. They got it. We got it? Okay. We're good? Is good? Okay, Lou. That wasn't I, bad, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I got to ask you, <clears throat> for the junior hockey people who have literally written in and said thanks for the coverage. The best people in the world, right? They're awesome, yeah. Hockey people in general, but junior hockey people where you know they're specifically in it for the love of the game. I mentioned uh, last night, it's in my notes here, Flynn Flon in overtime beat the Estevan Bruins at Whitney Forum. I believe the score was 2-1. No, the series is 2-1 for Estevan. Score last night was 4-3. So it's Estevan, two games to one lead over Flynn Flon, game four tonight at Whitney Forum. You've been there. They tell me a moose leg went on the ice after the game last yeah. night. Update our viewers on that tradition, if you don't mind. Well, it, it, I don't think it happens every game, um, but it can. And um, it's been a long time since I've been, but 
I have seen it. I don't think it's changed. With, with my own two eyes. you got to go back to the mid-'80s for the last time I was actually in that building. So it's been forever when I was the voice of the Estevan Bruins back in the day. And we didn't go every trip, but I was there three or four different times. It's The tradition is awesome. The moose leg or just flin flon in general? Both. Yeah? Because, because, well, obviously the moose leg is incredibly unique. I mean, it's like the octopus in Detroit or, you know, the rats in Florida. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's unto itself. It's very unique. And, and flin flon and the Whitney form are really unique. And for me, you know, that's a, that's a long time ago now. But, you know, the first two people I thought of when I walked into the Whitney Forum were... Bobby Clark. Robert Clark... Reggie Leach. Reggie Leach. The rifle. Yeah. You know, for for their great days in the late 60s and helping the Bombers to the Memorial Cup and all the rich tradition and Bobby Clark. If a guy ever fit Flin Flon, it's Bobby Clark. Um, right. Reggie Leach, one of the great goal scorers of his time. Um, and I couldn't stand Philadelphia as a kid, but uh, obviously appreciated that. So... Yeah, it, uh, there's lots of buildings. I don't even know how many hockey rinks I've been in in my life. but that, Just about every one, probably, I would pretty think. Pretty close. Um, there's, <laughs> Literally. Not, there's not many on the list, in yeah. certain parts of the country, anyway. Well, could you imagine a better league final? Sorry to get down on the Junior A stuff here, which, incidentally, the Alberta Junior League final doesn't open until Friday. Yeah. Big delay there. Spruce yeah. Grove and, and Brooks. Brooks. I'm not sure what's going on in Manitoba, but Flin Flon Esteban. That's it's good. iconic. It's franchises. Iconic. It's a heck of a bus ride. Right. On the 10. How far would it be? Like 10, 11. Wow. Yeah, it's a long ways. It's not short. So uh, I, will, I was saying this last hour. My dad was up scouting in Flin Flon 20 years ago, and he called me. He, all the same things you just said. He's like, the history, the photos in the rink. and The rock. Yeah, the rock. He said the sewer pipes are above ground here because I said, you know, just take pictures, Dad. I don't think I need to go. But are you telling me that I need to go? Yeah. 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 Wow. It's one of those places, and there's several, you know, and some of them just don't exist anymore. Like what? Well, you can't go to the Medicine Hat Arena anymore if you've never been. The Smarty Box. I can't go to the old Saskatoon Arena, which is still... It's a my, Toys R Us now. Yeah, it's, it is a Toys R Us. My Still my all-time favorite, number one on my list, arena. And one of my only regrets is I just missed having a chance to call a game out of there. Just missed. Where? Saskatoon. Oh. Never got a chance to call a game at the barn. Um, the Robert Gertan Arena in Hall, Quebec is another one for me that is just incredibly unique and just... Memorial Cup. Just... 98, wasn't it? 97. 97. Yes, 98 in Spokane. Through 25 years ago. 97, the greatest comeback in... Round Robin Memorial Cup history. Leftbridge down 6-1 to one against Hall going into the third period. They tied it at 6, and Mike Josephson, whose son Oliver was the fifth overall pick to the Red Deer Rebels and is going to be a heck of a player, scored about two and a half minutes into overtime. One of the greatest things I've ever seen with my own two eyes. i got to pause you for a second. One, viewers writing in, Jeff says it's a Steinbeck-Dauphin final. Nice. And, and you bring up the Lethbridge thing. <clears throat> I was telling Moose stories about Maxie last night. 
And we were in the <laughs> right. We we're in the lobby of the Lethbridge Rink after a morning skate, and we're like, Maxie, where's a place to go after the game tonight? He was holding his granddaughter. Turns and goes, top hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brian Max- what a guy. Brian Maxwell, and, and I'm very thankful. I, I don't know why, but I was as scared to go near that man as almost, and for good reason. A, a, as almost anybody. But the good news is, in my travels, he always treated me incredibly well. He was charged with assaulting a referee. Yeah, I know. And I know when it happened and I know where it happened. I was there. Yeah, I know. And I know what precipitated. I was not there for a change. Um, but it brings back one one particular memory. And like I said, he was always very good with me, even though he had to maybe put on an extra set before you sat in his office because you never knew where it might go. But I was at the Civic Center in Moose Jaw. And Valerie Bure of Spokane Chiefs, yes, who were coached by Mr. Maxwell at the time, had just come back from a knee injury. And midway through the first period, he gets involved in a knee-on-knee type collision and goes to the ice. Maxie, and I'm in about row 10 on the other side of the penalty box with ramps. The Silver Fox. The Silver Fox. Maxie doesn't even look at the referee. And there was only one at the time. He goes right to the corner of his own bench and starts screaming at Tyler Romanchuk. You get over here right now. And I'm like sitting in my seat like this. And then you go over and tell that referee. (laughs) Like I can to this day see him walking down from the bench to that door, screaming at Roman Chuck, who was an assistant captain, to then deal with the referee because I know what he was thinking. He didn't want to deal. What year would have this been? Early 90s? Right, so then he would go on to finish the deed, allegedly. Charge never prosecuted. So anyways... Everybody's loving the old-time stories here. Uh, but, Lou, <clears throat> what do you got? Uh, Flames on the road. They were Nashville. got to go to Mini. Yeah, then Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Do you have a thought on Winnipeg? We have a lot of Winnipeg viewers. Uh, I was not a believer from the time before Maurice stepped down. They haven't gotten better. Any I, thoughts on that team? Yeah. I like that team. Um, but my take on that team is... They probably need a shuffle in leadership amongst their top players. Yeah. I think we're seeing it. I I, I just, I think you get to a certain point in time. um, You know, Blake Wheeler's been a great player. Mark Shifley, I still think, has a lot of great left in him. But they've had the keys to the car for quite some time. And... One of the things I love about the Jets is it's hard not to love people like Adam Lowry, Josh Morrissey, um, Brendan Dillon. Go on down the line. They have some of my favorite people in the NHL, and they're good people. And I just, I just think, Rod, it's, and that's a hard thing to do. We're talking eight million plus and seven million plus. Shifley to me is not the same guy he used to be, and and I just, again. 
We're all products of our environment. They have served the Winnipeg Jets incredibly well. I just, I just think it's time. Sometimes it's time. Just sometimes yeah. in the room. You know, are the Calgary Flames better off with Mark Giordano being gone? No. He's playing really well in Toronto. I love him. Um, never took a shift off. Was a great captain. Was a great leader here. But sometimes, sometimes it just needs a to change be, of scenery. It just yes. needs to be different in your room. Different feel. You know, for the Flames, do they miss him? Yeah, they miss him a lot. But I think in some ways it's forced other players on that team to be more accountable. Be more accountable to one another. Well, I'm, I, I'm listening and I'm singing along from the same hymn book, but I just see this stuff about Jacob Markstrom. I'm thinking in the playoffs, can he play every game a la Vasilevsky in Tampa Bay? Yeah. Well, I think I hope so. Yeah. But you see the criticism. I guess that's why you turn your Twitter off. You're saying they're playing him too much as it is. If I see that one more time, <laughs> and I've addressed it on the radio, so I do not have any tr- You are paying this guy $6 million a year. All I heard in this community since Mika Kiprasov is get a goalie. Now you have a goalie and a dynamite one, and on top of that, one of your true leaders in that room that I truly believe has helped change your culture. He is completely invested, not only in his own game, the backup goalie, everybody. Go watch him last night in the celebration after the game was over. Didn't even play. Didn't even play. Didn't matter. That's who he is. So, you know, and in this town, Daryl is beloved beyond belief. And here's what I don't get. Everybody loves him. They should. He's done a tremendous job with his hockey team. Who do you think's playing Jacob 60-plus times? You don't think he doesn't have the decision? Well, what, like, are you mad at him? You're worried about him getting hurt. Well, first of all, here's Daryl's thoughts. We we have a minute. (laughs) Okay, sorry. He says, my number one guy gets paid a lot of money, and for a number one goalie, he has it all charted out. Wants him to play 3,500 minutes in a season. That's basically what he's done. The Flames, the last two weeks, they've been home and cooled. That's why right now he's getting some rest. He'll probably play in Minnesota and then play game one of the playoffs. You waited so long here to get a number one guy? Use him. Play him. You bought a Ferrari. Drive it. Drive it. All right, Lou. Yeah. Keep it up, my man. Well, we're going to try. <laughs> One of it. these days, nobody's going to have me, but that's L- okay, Love too. listening to you. Love seeing you. Thank you, pal. Okay, pal. Always good. We're going to Edmonton next, and we're going to talk some Oilers with TSN's Ryan Rashog. You're watching the RP Show live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, streaming, of course, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Couple big shows coming up to the event center. 
Gregel thrilled to present an eight-time Grammy Award winner and one of the greatest guitarists of all time, Buddy Guy. He brings his raw and unadulterated sound to the Gray Eagle Event Center stage on April 30th. And George Thorogood, May 6th, catch the rock legend George Thorogood live at Gray Eagle Resort and Casino. Tickets for both on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. Well, we've been talking about this guy a lot of the show and the orders. We bring in TSN Edmonton's Ryan Rashog. And I've said it, Chugger, that I believe you're the most level-headed and non-biased of the Edmonton media. I really do. So i got to ask you this. What do you think is the reason for this turnaround? Because I wrote them off two months ago, and here they are, rolling into the playoffs. Why? I think it's a couple of things, Rod. And thank you for the compliment, by the way. I appreciate that. I think it's a combination of a group that saw their playoff lives flash before their eyes earlier on this season, and it scared the crap out of them with being out of it, Uh, and a coach that came in and implemented a system that this group was thirsting for. Uh, Not that Dave Tippett didn't ask his players to back check hard. Not that Dave Tippett didn't have any sort of system. Jay Woodcroft goes about his business in a different way. There's a different level of detail that he is absolutely obsessive over. He asked his players to be obsessive. They got results, and that is why the buy-in continues. So uh, failure earlier on in the year, uh, combined with a system put in place that they have belief in, this is the best I've seen this team play in... I don't even know how many years, but a long time. And, and good for them. I mean, as you've seen, the, f- the fan base is alive and, and on fire, but in a good way. And uh, they're a great fan base. But the reason I bring up about your level-headedness, had your boy on Gregor here yesterday, Jason Gregor, whom I love like family. But he's like, I don't yep. think the Orders will have much problem with the Kings. <laughs> Come on, man. Two months ago, you yeah. could see a playoff spot with a stepladder. And now you're like, Kings. Well, we know it's yeah. going to happen, well, so mean, what, do you, what do you think about that series? Yeah, and listen, Jason Greger uh, is definitive in his opinions. Uh, and I think you know, <laughs> there's a confidence in the way this group is playing right now, and that's probably where Greg's opinion comes from because what we've seen is a team that night after night after night is going out there uh, and having a really reliable game to lean on. And doesn't really matter the opponent you put in front of them. They're able to access their own qualities in their own game and kind of lean on teams in a way that we haven't seen. So no Drew Doughty. I think that is massive. I mean, Drew Doughty could have played three regular season games, stepped into a series, and arguably been the best defenseman in the series. That's just the way Drew Doughty rolls. So they're a little watered down on that front. They're still a well-coached, respectable team that plays the game hard. Uh, I think that they're going to give the Oilers a really tough run. I think the Oilers are going to beat them. Uh, I don't think we're talking four games here, though. I think it's going to be a good series. Well, the thing was, when I talked to the Oilers people Saturday night, I went to the Rebels Wheat Kings game in Red Deer, and they said everything's coming together at the right time. Like, could they have possibly planned this this way? Does it things actually go <laughs> according to plan? They don't no. usually. That's giving him too much credit, Rod. There's no way you can plan, oh, Mike Smith's finally healthy after a season where the 40-year-old couldn't stay healthy uh, to save his life. So Mike Smith's healthy and playing the best hockey that he has played in a long, long, long time. Uh, That's been a huge turn for this team. Jay Woodcroft's system is taken. They've got lots of guys firing. They have 420 goal scorers or close to it here if Yamamoto gets another one. It's as deep a forward group as I have covered here 
probably ever, uh, and their superstars are playing the most well-rounded two-way hockey that I've ever seen them play. So there's a lot of things going right. The one personality trait that they have developed, though, Rod, that I think is going to serve them as well as any of these other things, the Edmonton Oilers are a team that has learned how to troubleshoot. When things go wrong, and they go wrong for every team, they identify it, they get all over it, they fix it, and they move on. They do it. They can do it in-game. So they play against the Colorado Avalanche, awful first period. They come out in the second period, they're a completely different team. Troubleshooting in between periods. They can do it in the big picture. Lose a game against Minnesota because their net front presence is terrible. Their board play is terrible. It's been excellent since then. Their penalty kill went on the schneid for four or five games. It has been phenomenal to close the season out. So of all the traits they've developed, their ability to troubleshoot within their own game may serve them the best as the playoffs get going. Janelle in Saskatoon watching says, now if only I could find playoff tickets for less than $700 a seat. <laughs> she says, yeah, like, well, that, that's Canada. another topic for another. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny you say that about how long you've been covering the team. I think, Shogger, you were 14 the last time the Flames and Oilers met in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And I'm sitting here wondering yeah. if this province can handle it. I'm in yeah. Calgary, been here for a while. All they're talking about is meeting the Oilers. I'm like, you got Nashville first, guys? But you can see why they would be talking about it down here. Well, I mean, everybody's obviously excited at that possibility. But never mind that. Could you imagine Calgary-Nashville in the first round? Did you see that game last night? I mean, for Milan Lucic to say afterwards that, uh, you know, I've played over a 1,000 games and that's top five I've been part of, that's really saying something because Milan Lucic has been involved in a lot of really good games because of Milan Lucic. So, I mean, listen, they're going to potentially, we'll see how it all shakes out here, but that would be phenomenal. Um, you know, and what they look like coming out the other side of a series against Nashville would be interesting too. Big, tough rough and tumble teams yeah everybody would love to see it you know in the media rod you know we don't cheer just strictly as a guy that loves hockey i think it'd be great to see so uh yeah let's wait and see what happens the Oilers got some work to do so too do the flames um neither of these teams want to flame out in the first round that would be devastating for where both of these teams are in their development right now Hey, lastly, our viewers, Ryan, know you, of course, from your work on CFL on TSN, uh, primarily out of Edmonton, and I'm a Jones guy. And my friends yes, that work I for know. the Elks, yes, they say Jones and Victor Quee are like two, like meteors. Like if we can ever get them yeah. on the same path. How much fun, <laughs> what's the buzz up there with that team? Well, yeah, the, the buzz is that... Um, on the field, I think there's a level of faith that Chris Jones is going to be able to do what he does, which is bring in his people, uh, create a competitive environment. You know, we had Aaron Grimes on our on our podcast a little bit ago, and he said, if nothing else, man, we're going to compete every day. Like, if you're not ready to compete, don't even come to practice, because that's just what this head coach is going to demand. So I, I do believe there will be a more competitive, edgy football team on the field. That will go a long way in helping to sell some tickets, Rod, no question. But I think you get the relationship between the Elks and the community uh, and why over the years that's been meaningful and why in recent years it completely fell apart. And what Victor Kui has done is he's come in, he's identified the damage that was done to that relationship. They've taken steps to repair it. He's been as engaging a figure in that organization as I've ever seen in the time I've been here. 
and people are kind of excited. So I think they feel like they can reconnect with the team that they love, and now they just got to bring it on the football field. I think he's done what he can do for the most part. We're still waiting to see which way it'll go with Dwayne Mandruziak. Um, my hope is they're working on it and something will happen. We'll have to wait and see. But other than that, they've repaired a lot of damage that was done with the community. Well, in the case of The Rock, it's, it's tough to go back, but we'll see. I'm watching yeah. it, too. Ryan, um, long time waiting for this chat. I appreciate it. Uh, obviously, admire your work. Love it. Uh, enjoy the run. Yeah, thanks, Rod. I appreciate it. And hey, by the way, uh, mutual respect right back at you. I still lick my wounds every day of you taking me to the woodshed on Ken Holland being hired as the Oilers general manager. So much respect to you cleaning the floor with me in my own market. It pissed me off, buddy. <laughs> How about that? I know. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Okay, well. uh, very classy of him to say Ryan Rishog from TSN Edmonton. We will be right back with Taco Time viewer takeover. The Moose will rejoin us for the first time in an hour. You're watching the RP Show on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and of course, if you missed the podcast, you can always catch it wherever you enjoy the best podcasts, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Well, <clears throat> how about this? It is uh, overtime, and it's brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League, and uh, also taco time for viewer takeover, as you see on the screen. The Moose has rejoined us here, and, you know, wouldn't you know it, Moose? My breaking news bell, I don't know where it is. Uh-oh. But if I had it, I would be ringing it. I think it's in that closet back over there. Okay. But breaking news from the Canadian Football League for their fans. I will read from a news release that has just come down from their outstanding PR guy, Lucas Barrett. Headline, the Canadian Football League is unveiling a package of changes designed to leverage some of its the game's greatest strengths, a big field, exciting kick returns, and high-octane offense. It is the most comprehensive and collaborative product review ever, leading to significant rule changes. Where is that bell? How about if I go like this? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's good. around here somewhere. Up Can everybody start tapping their glasses yeah. with a knife? <clears throat> Can I have your attention, please? Here they are. The hash marks are moving. You'll do you know? Do you hear this, Lee? What's coming? Hash marks on CFL fields will be moved closer to center field. That's happening. Each one. Yeah will be 28 yards from the nearest sideline instead of the current 24 yards. What you need to know, they'll be 9 yards apart instead of 17 yards apart. So they're narrowing the hash marks on the field by 8 yards. Happiest guys in the world, the kickers. Makes yes. a huge difference when kicking a field goal. Huge, huge difference. difference. Uh, next one. Offenses will get more of a head start after a field goal or a single point. Drives will now start from the 40-yard line instead of the 35. We've been calling games I have in this league since 1999. It's always been 30. We've been, for 100 years, it's been the 35-yard line. Oh, yeah. They're moving it up five yards, and the fans will go, oh, it's only five yards. <laughs> five yards seems like a mile when you're trying to move that ball against a CFL defense. Yeah. It's hard to move it an inch, let alone five yards. That is significant. 
Strategies to limit opportunities for kick returns will be discouraged more severely. All no yards penalties, all of them, will be 15 yards. Before, it used to be 15 yards if it was fielded in the air, 5 yards if it was fielded on a bounce. Now yeah. it's 15 yards major. That's a huge advantage for the returners. Two quarterbacks will be allowed on the field at the same time, provided all other ratio rules are satisfied, which you don't see very often anyways, but there's got to be a reason why they're doing it. Yeah. And then there's a lot of other ones that aren't that big a deal. A communications coordinator from the officiating department connected to the on-field officials via headset will be embedded on each team's bench so you can yell at the refs through a headset <laughs> since I get there. <laughs> to also keep a game moving, a penalty that occurs at the end of the first or third quarter will be assigned at the start of the next quarter rather than triggering an extension. Oh, yeah. Listen, you know that one. I don't know if the fans really care, but I did as a CFL broadcaster. You get to the last play of the third quarter, and you got to run to the bathroom, and it's like, okay, it's the end of the third quarter. Wait a minute. There's a flag on the field. You can't end the quarter on a penalty. That's been for 100 years. Yeah. They're saying, no, we now can't. Right? You can go to the bathroom, Rod. Yeah. We'll, we'll play the next play to start the fourth quarter. That's to improve game flow. Yeah. I got to say, bravo to the CFL. This is, there are more. Introduction of a new objectionable conduct penalty for quarterbacks who fake giving themselves up by pretending to initiate a slide while carrying the football. That's a good one, too. It is. Good luck enforcing it, but... I know, but for those quarterbacks who make defenses look bad by faking, because when you go to slide, the defense gives up, and the, as they should, that's the idea. But if you fake them out on that, yeah. My guy Cody doesn't do that. It's going to save the, the QBs from getting their heads taken My off. My guy Cody Fajardo doesn't do that. Of course not. He slides head first. He doesn't fake anybody out. <laughs> How about that? So listen, all the talk about going to four downs and the this and the that wasn't necessarily bunk. They, they looked at it. It's a lot of changes. Yeah. And we're going to need some time to digest all of this, and yes. I'm sure we'll get into it tomorrow. But it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, there's a lot there, and, you know, bravo. It, it's tough because it's really short order here. And, you know, with the CFL season starting right away, if coaches, GMs, coordinators, play callers, quarterbacks, receivers, they're going to have to start to figure out how does this affect us and how can we use this to our advantage. Really, really, really appreciate the Canadian Football League announcing this with 10 minutes to go on our show that, so that we can at least discuss it. This is a major deal. Now, beyond that, I told you my brother texted me. Oh, last minute of play. Last minute of play in the RP show, says producer Clark. My brother wants to know if we're going to do a Stanley Cup playoff pool. We are. Okay. There's the answer. We are. When can we look forward to promoting this? Good question, <laughs> considering we just talked about it today. We'll do it. And what else did I want to ask you? I guess we did talk about the Drive to Survive RP Show edition, behind-the-scenes uh, documentary. Think we can do that? I think that would be the coolest thing ever. Absolutely unbelievable. Who we got tomorrow, Clark? Okay, Tommy Wielden Jr. of the Calgary Cal Cavalry soccer team. Football club, as they say in soccer, from the Canadian Premier League. And our good friend Corey Hirsch of the Vancouver Canucks radio broadcast crew. He just had his WHL record fall the other day. Right. Said Nolan Meyer of the Blades. We'll talk to him about that. Thanks for joining. See you at noon Eastern. No laughing on the sponsor's couch.
This is the media. We're not supposed to have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.